with me and you'll see all the junk we stash behind the curtain there is no word i know in this world that rhymes with curtain i'm fairly certain hello everybody this is this is your unfriendly not gm host Dylan the Thomas, and here we have with us today, Zachary. What? I didn't know I was here. Good morning. Hello. And we don't we don't have the GM Spencer here. He's totally not sitting here monitoring the mics. Good freaking riddance. Okay, he's leaving. Okay, now we can actually get into this. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So today we will be asking you the heavy questions. The deep questions. The hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting questions. Okay. If my jaw isn't broken by the end of this, I will be disappointed. All right. We're going to throw you a couple softballs. Okay. Just like just like Hollywood, you know. Okay. Just like those late-night shows. Yeah. You know, like the you know the good ones. Just like a softball team. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I'm rambling. We can cut this part. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, first question. How long... Have you been into tabletop games? I would say, if my math is correct here, and we've been doing this podcast for three years, uh, it should be about four years. We all know you're not good at math. No, I'm not. So Listen take that for and you'll know that worth a grain of salt. But probably <laughs> yeah. like a year before you started. Yeah. Uh huh. And how did how did you get into it? Uh, with Spencer actually. Spencer and Philip started a um a I think it was a homebrew game with uh, a few of our other friends and uh, just really kind of forced me to do it because I was very reluctant to start because I'm like, oh, I don't really want to get into this math-heavy, like, super tactical game. It Which seems nerds. really complicated, and these guys suck, and I don't want to spend time with them. <laughs> um, so uh, but they made me build a character. I made a, a dwarven rogue was my first character. Um I had a lot of fun. It was very great. Nice. So was this D&D or Pathfinder? This is Pathfinder. We don't do D&D in this household. That is sacrilege. <laughs> uh, don't come over to my house. That's all, that's all we play. So Pathfinder. So that... I got wrinkling paper in here. Gosh. I'll set that down and stop playing with it. <clears throat> okay, back it up. Okay. So you're a big Pathfinder fan. Have you ever ventured out to anything? I know Spencer likes to play other types of role-playing games. Uh, nothing in like the same kind of genre where you like build a character and stuff. But like just normal board games, uh, we do a lot in the family. Just a lot of Monopoly and and sorry, not Monopoly because that ruins families. So <laughs> and Pathfinder doesn't. No, not at all. We totally don't Shut get into, up, we, we don't get into fist fights after every episode. No. Never. <laughs> so, yes. Big question. Big answer. How do you get in the mindset of parod? Uh, hmm. Take us take us through question. the process. You wake up. It's recording day. What do you do? Speaking of waking up on recording day, that's usually how I find out we're recording. Is Tyler just barely showed up to the house? <laughs> Hey, wake up! <laughs> um, I think uh, it, it just like trying to think about 
the way I've built Parade as a character and as a person in, in the world of Pathfinder is that he's very, I wouldn't say family-oriented, because that's a very big struggle for him. Um, but just like, uh, just rules of camaraderie and feelings of friendship and, and just people he surrounds him with. Uh, it's, it's like the same with our podcast group. Uh, I try to get into the mindset where I'm, I'm actually happy to be in the room with them and bring myself up to that expectation that I have for myself and that they might have for me that this is, it's not really a, uh, a kind of a game anymore. It's, we put a lot of work into this and we try to make it a functional piece of work for ourselves in that we want to spread with people and have a real message to connect with others. So um, I think just getting into that state of mind where I'm comfortable spending time with the people I care about and realizing that I'm also playing a person who uh, feels that way for himself. So so it's a very natural uh, you're almost just playing yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. just green and just green and buff. Just green and buff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not very uh, buff in real life, so it's nice to get to play that every once in a while. <laughs> That's my problem. I always play. I always play humans, and they're always scrawny like me. So yeah, like, right. I don't. I don't venture out as much as I should. You need to broaden your horizons, Dylan. Do you need me to teach you a little bit? I think so. Okay. Okay. Right. We'll, we'll do this after. We'll the have a session after. Okay. okay. What besides Parade? What has been like your favorite character to play in any of your adventures? Hmm, that's good. That's a good question. Um, the uh, my first character, his name was Ruandar, the the dwarf I talked about. Um, he was pretty funny. He was very different from typical characters, mostly because it was just like a really free range adventure we were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I did get to take him on multiple adventures, not just the one like we're doing with, with this podcast, a really long adventure path. But uh, I'd say he's probably my favorite. Um, but I do have a few others that are really fun to play. Uh, I did a a human paladin in a, a different adventure path that Phil uh, GM'd for a little while called The Curse of the Crimson Throne. Nice. We brought in another friend of ours. Uh, to play that with us, and it was very interesting. Uh, I, it was interesting in the way that I built the character, where uh, he wasn't like really proud to be uh, in the position he was in. He struggled a lot with depression and and mental illnesses, and um, worshipped a, a Caden Kalen, the God and Pathfinder, who is uh, the uh, over the dominion of booze and ale and, and alcohol. Oh, I so, know. I've, I've yeah, followed uh-huh. him a while. Uh, so uh, I, it was interesting to play a character who struggled with those aspects of life uh, while also trying to be a, a, a decent person and uh, follow the paladin path of being a lawful good person who strives to be righteous in every in every choice that he makes. So uh, he's another favorite character. So those two are probably... Uh, my my other two favorites, but Prod will always have a special place in my heart. So. Of course, of course. So when you're playing, regardless of the character, what kind of attracts you most to to Pathfinder? Is it because I know you're pretty well versed in the rules mm-hmm. and the lore? Do you get in it for the combat or the role playing, or what kind of attracts you the most? Um, 
I do enjoy aspects of the game on a mechanical standpoint, just getting to learn uh, how everything works and the rules and the lore and things. It's basically the same with the video game. You get immersed into the world and the story, uh, and it turns into an outlet for you. It's somewhere where you can go to escape from uh, stress that you might carry over from work into your house and just kind of a way to, to cleanse that out of there and, and just really get all the negativity out of your system. But uh, Pathfinder has always been special to me because it's something I do with my family. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I know I don't tell them enough every day, but they really are the most important thing to me. Like, I go to work every day thinking, like, I'm not really there for myself. I'm there so I can build a future for people that I care about, whether it be someone I want to marry in the future and be able to provide for them or to help uh, stabilize financial stability for other people in my family. Say we might not be able to pay bills this month or uh, just other things are getting in in the way of things. And so um, just having this outlet where I don't have to stress about being with them and I can just enjoy the time we have together is, is very special to me. And it's uh, something I try to use to balance out my emotional state as well. Like mm-hmm. um, just getting into a positive mindset instead of thinking, oh man, I have to go to work tomorrow and uh, spend time there instead of getting to be with the people I really care about. And uh, so, and it also gives me a fresh perspective. It's like, well, if I finish work this week and I get it done and I come home and I visit with them a little bit, uh, then we can enjoy this on the weekends and I can just stop thinking about it for a little while. So, um, so Pathfinder's become very special to me um, for a lot of reasons, but that's probably the main one, uh, just getting that little amount of time I have with my family on the weekends. So, It forces you to get together. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And imagine it's... It's not like Monopoly where you just come in and you roll the dice and you buy the property, but it's you actually put yourself out mm-hmm. a bit emotionally yeah. through the characters, mm-hmm. and so you get to bond more with your family other than other board games. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I think every character you build and make is an extension of yourself in some way. It's, uh, they wouldn't exist unless you put the thought into them to create it. Mm-hmm. Like Parad wouldn't be the same kind of person he was if Spencer had made him or if Philip had made him. He's only the way he is because I thought of it. And a lot of his personality comes out of my personal feelings about life and experiences. And so in a way, it's like we're creating alternate versions of ourself in a fantasy world, and they are their own sort of family, so... I like that. I like that. We're getting we're getting into the deep. We're getting deep the meat, here. The Pathfinder. I like this. So now, all that aside, let's get into the real meat. Team Faven, Team Cyrus. Uh, Where are you? If we weren't deep before, we're diving into this one. Um, that's very hard because they're two very different characters. They're. And it's also hard because Tyler's one of my favorite people in the world. And uh, I'm just talking with him outside of playing the game. I can tell how much he actually cares about both of them. Like he, he enjoys the experiences he's had with Cyrus. And uh, looking back on it, I can tell he's fond of those memories. 
but he's also enjoying Faven, how it's a different perspective on things, how Faven's a little more detached and uh, maybe a little more recluse in his daily life, whereas Cyrus is very prominent and flamboyant and put himself out there very much. And so uh, I think from a personal standpoint, I probably relate more to Faven just because I struggle uh, putting myself out there very kind of quiet at times and I, I have trouble speaking to people I'm not entirely comfortable with. So I, I'd probably say Team Faven just because I understand where he's coming from a little bit more, where it's harder to re relate to others um, without like spending a bunch of time together. So I think that's interesting because like coming from an audience point of view, I just mm. see what the characters are on their face and, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, that one's kind of annoying or, yeah. oh, that one's really nice. You don't really get to see the person behind it and how they kind of reflect on the character. That's interesting. All right. Uh, favorite video game? Oh, you're killing me here, man. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite video game of all time, but... Uh, I, I can say that the one I've been most excited for currently is uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just really anticipating that game's release, and uh, I, I was on online all the time just, like, coming through media about the, the game and all the information I could get about it. So I think the most time I've spent uh, just being excited about a game in, like, the past year or so has probably been that one, so... Um, but I don't know if I could choose, like, an all-time favorite video game. It's mm -hmm. just too many. I can't do it. <laughs> One thing I like about Kingdom Hearts is it kind of has the same... It has a lot of lore behind it, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Just like Pathfinder, where you can actually get behind it mm -hmm. and get grounded in its in its doctrine. Yeah, like, there's a lot of context there where most games don't have that. It's just, like, a, a blatant story that they put in front of you and you go through it, but, like... Some fail to have the same impact as others, so mm -hmm. uh, that that is a good good I think thought about it. Another another kind of one that has doctrine behind it is Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Mm. Interesting. It's segway, perhaps. Segway. Oh, okay. Bring it on me. Which All is right. your favorite, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Oof. and why? Let's see. They're both very good because you can tell that the creators enjoyed what they were doing when they wrote it like they had a lot of love and passion for the series that they created and so i think that's why it, they resonate with so many people around the world um but personally um i'd probably say star wars is is more i i think i like it a little bit more than lord of the rings because uh I think I personally grew more attached to some of the characters throughout the, the series. Whereas, um, and, and this might cause some controversy, but when they made the Hobbit series for Lord of the Rings, uh, to me, it almost felt detached from each other. Like they tried to tie in the storylines for every movie, but at the same time, it felt like they were just too distant from each other. Whereas, when they continued the Star Wars series, uh, it felt like there was just a lot more context from the originals that they built off of instead of like 
trying to tell a, a story and then having like hints and elements of things in the in the new movies. But um, so I'd probably say Star Wars overall. Um, mm-hmm. But I would love them both very dearly. They're both very amazing series. That's very interesting. I think I would mostly agree with you with Star Wars. I'm a fan of the prequels myself. All right, we're going to have a fight after this. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Mm, that's my favorite. Your favorite. Who's favorite. Your f- who is your favorite character from that movie? As a child, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi All right. and Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, though, I've gained respect for Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm. You're lying. It's Jar Jar Binks, isn't it? You know, I don't really, I don't mind Jar Jar Binks. Wow. I don't mind him. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> well... I'm done. I'm well, out. I think I'm we're done, done with here. This interview. Back to role playing. Mm. What's your favorite music to listen to while while like playing, especially while like playing. in battles? Uh, that's an interesting question because as a podcast, we have limitations to what we can put on our on the air, uh, and so I think we've in the past we struggled with finding. Uh, music that we would be able to play without having legal issues and mm-hmm. uh, other complications. So usually we stick to um, stick to what we can play, uh, even if it's not being recorded with the actual audio. Uh, we still play the non-copyrighted music while we're playing it. So, um, so it has the same yeah emotion mm-hmm. going across. Yeah. So as far as when you're not doing the podcast, what would you listen to? If we're not playing the podcast. Is there any specific bands I or do, styles? Hmm, I do remember once, I think it was when I was playing with Philip in a different campaign, uh, I think he put on some Metal Gear Solid music. Nice. It was pretty pretty interesting choice considering it has like a lot of like kind of metallic mm-hmm. instrumentals and stuff where you'd think in a fantasy world it would be like more woodwind and string instruments and so like that heavy kind of music uh kind of provides an interesting contrast to the the theatrics of the fantasy world so i think stuff like that is interesting where you have two very different genres of of things that you're doing come together and they they do make some sort of harmony with them so that's interesting video games do make good Good music to it's very true to game too. Very true. I listen to a lot of uh, when I DM'd one we were doing uh, Starfinder, so it's Pathfinder in space. Yeah, we listened to some uh, Legend of Zelda. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, let's see. Favorite color? Green. Favorite kind of pizza? Ooh. Uh, lately I've been a fan of double pepperoni. Just keep it simple. Nice, yeah. nice. Favorite anime? My Hero Academia. So we know you as Parod. What do you do outside of the podcast? What What's your job? My job? Uh, I work for uh, AutoLeave Incorporated, I think. What do, what do they do? Uh, they make uh, safety devices for cars. So uh, airbags, seatbelts. Uh, they even make the explosives that set off those things. But uh, at my plant... Uh, we make the initiator. So what that does is uh, we get 
an explosive from a different plant that solely makes that product uh, and then we couple it with the initiator and the initiator sets off that explosive to cause a chain reaction for the safety device to work so say you get into a car accident uh, and the airbag needs to go off there's a little bit of explosive back there in the initiator that sets it off mm -hmm. i make that little tiny piece that goes in into the back of the uh, airbag to hmm. keep you safe interesting yeah so you're a lot like parod in real life where you yeah try I'm, to, a, I'm a real life you're, shield. you're a real shield yeah that's interesting and so outside of jobs outside of the podcast what's your hobbies gaming video gaming video games yeah. a lot of video games a lot of video games a lot of uh watching shows um pretty much yeah very nerdy don't do a lot of like outdoor stuff. Well, we do live in a small town. Yeah, there's not much to do. Yeah, we just got a little Caesars though. Stepping up in that. the world. Yep, we're a step above here in Tremont. <laughs> Final question. Yes, sir. What are you looking forward to most? No spoilers. No spoilers. And you're talking about the podcast, correct? Talking about life. Life in general. Anything sleeping tonight that's what i'm gonna we're done here done done with the interview all right no, um podcast in the story no spoilers we're gonna pretend like we didn't just spend the last half an hour talking about spoilers that we're gonna have to cut <laughs> patreons you'll have it there you'll you'll all know right. you'll know um what are you looking forward to uh this might be like a kind of cliche answer but uh if you're caught up on the podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about. about. But recently, uh, in some of the past few episodes, we've had some really great character development moments. Um, no spoilers. Don't want to ruin it for anybody. But we, we've had like a lot of major events happen. Um, and for me personally, I feel like if we keep a focus on that a little bit, it could kind of set off this chain of events where we have even more of that where i feel like we're in a, a really great point in the story where we can start getting into some really great behind the scenes character moments um where they have a much bigger impact because we're so connected to these characters after so long so uh personally as a player i'm looking more most forward to uh just having these moments like developing these characters even further than we imagined we could uh so uh, I'm, I'm excited not just for parade's future but for the rest of our characters future because i think we we have a lot of really great potential for all of these people so i'm excited to find out what direction we can take it in i'm, I'm excited to find out with you all right this has been interviews with 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 dylan uh, thanks, D Dylan the Thomas. Dylan the Thomas. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next interview. Come with me, and you'll see all the junk we stash behind the curtain. There is no word I know in this world that rhymes with curtain. I'm fairly certain.